Luke chapter number two tonight, Luke chapter number two, and we'll look at uh, the same text we looked at uh, this morning as we uh, look into the Word of God. And I'm, I'm going to be very simple. This morning I was very practical and uh, looking at some things to be reminded of from the birth of Christ. And uh, I, I hope that uh, the Christmas story, the birth of Christ, reminder of Jesus, reminder of our Savior, reminder of salvation... And uh, certainly, uh, we want to be grateful for our salvation and enjoy all the benefits of our salvation. Uh, I know that when we get to heaven, we're, we're, we're going to have a great time, aren't we? Uh, we're going to rejoice. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, but you don't have to wait until you get to heaven to enjoy your salvation. We'll enjoy it in a different way, but I, I think you will enjoy being saved now. And uh, certainly, uh, as I mentioned to pray for the Palacios family over the last couple of months, there's been some wonderful people that God has relocated uh, from here to over there in glory. And it's times like that that we are even more grateful for our salvation. And uh, certainly, uh, I do want to remind you again, pray for Palacio's family. And uh, Brother David was just such a breath of fresh air. And uh, even though I think it seemed as much over the last couple of years, I certainly love that man. Uh, but I, I'm thankful for heaven. I'm thankful for uh, the reunion that will take place there. Keep praying for one another. It has been a challenging year in so many ways. Good to see my mom and dad in the service tonight. And um, they've been laying out for some time, but it's good to see them uh, there tonight. So they're both improving. Keep praying for my dad. He's going to have to have a surgery uh, on his back. And so uh, don't come give him a bear hug tonight. Uh, but uh, do, pray, do pray for them. And I know they appreciate your prayers as well. It was good to see the Nighthearts in the service tonight. Uh, good to see uh, in the, this morning. It was good to see them. And uh, so keep praying for one another. Pray for these uh, who are, are set to be released. That, that doesn't always sound good. They're going to be released. If Brother Wiles behaved today, he's going to be released tomorrow. Uh, that's probably not the first time he's ever heard that said about him, but uh, uh, certainly keep uh, uh, praying for one another. Luke chapter number 2, verse number 1, It came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. Let me stop right there. And uh, I don't know if you got a blessing this morning from the thought of God's plan and how over the course of centuries at the same spot, um, as a preacher, you, you walk away sometimes from the pulpit and you say, and sometimes you have this conversation with yourself, I don't know where that came from. Now, that was, that was planned, but, you, but then you walk away sometimes like, Lord, bring something to your mind. It's like, if I could preach that all over again, I would describe that while Boaz, while Ruth was gleaning, that same heavenly host that we read of that appeared that night was watching over the portals of glory. And then when David, that little shepherd boy, was watching those sheep, the same host that we read of in Luke chapter 2, who watched Ruth glean, uh, is watching David keep his sheep. And then when we come to our text, then the Lord, then they announced the birth of the Lord. Now that same heavenly host who's been watching things that have taken place from that very spot. If I ever get a chance to preach that again, that's how... That's how I'm going to do it right there, uh, just to let you know. Verse 5, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, 
the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. She brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, this is our text verse, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. We know, and we took some time this morning to set the scene of those shepherds watching their flocks by night there in that city of Bethlehem. And the angel came and made this announcement that we see in this passage of Scripture. But I want to remind us that that was not just a celebration for those shepherds at that point in time of history in that place, but it would affect the world. And we're on this Christmas season, and I like to celebrate the season, and I certainly think you can keep the focus on Christ and celebrate uh, this season and enjoy this season. Uh, But I want to speak tonight very practically and simply on this subject. Christmas, a worldwide celebration. A worldwide celebration. Uh, The reminder that Christ came for the world. And Christ changed the world. I've made this statement many times over the last several weeks, last several months. All the problems in our world could be fixed. Not by political uh, party, not by politician, but if this world would look to Jesus Christ, all the problems would be fixed. And tonight, just some simple thoughts, and we're going to focus on that word joy in verse number 10. Uh, The joy that we should have, the joy that we can have, uh, because of the Christmas celebration. And that joy does not come from getting exactly what you wanted under the tree. That's happiness. Uh, That joy does not come just one time a year. And that joy is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I pray tonight that you would help us, remind us of some things. We've already been reminded today of the miracle, the great mystery of God in the flesh who came to die for us. Father, I'm thankful that you love this world so much that you sent your Son that we read of this account in Luke chapter number 2. May we be reminded that the joy that we have, the joy that is attainable for us, and Father, be reminded once again that it's a joy that this world can have and needs. Father, I ask that you bless the service that's remaining, for it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Uh, as I just gave some practical thought to uh, what, I, what the, the truth that I wanted to bring across tonight, I Uh, Think about some things that are celebrated universally. There are some things that we celebrate in our country that other countries do not celebrate. Uh, There are some things in other countries that they celebrate that we do not celebrate. There are very few things that are celebrated universally. Now, I know, I'm not going to stand here and say that in every corner of the world, everybody is going to celebrate Christmas, and certainly not the way that we we, we, we would celebrate it. But if there's anything that uh, could fit in that category of being uh, universally celebrated or accepted, it is Christmas. 
whether or not they look at it, again, this world doesn't always look at things like a Christian looks at it, as a believer looks at it, but it's certainly something that stretches around the world. And certainly you can make a correlation with this event that took place in Luke chapter number 2, which in the life of a believer, we know how important it is. In the child of God, we know the significance, the, the, the arrival of the Savior, who is Christ our Lord, uh, the arrival of the God-man, the Son of God, the only begotten, the one who His uh, presence on this world would alter it forever, and certainly is the one who we have faith in tonight. He's the one who changed us. He's the one, if there's anything good of us, it's all Jesus. And certainly the one who would change the world. And I'm reminded of the few weeks that we spent in John chapter 3, verse 16, for God so loved the world. He loved the world so much that he gave. Who did he give? He gave the Lord Jesus Christ. And the angels announced his arrival on that day in Luke chapter number 2. I want to focus this morning, or this evening, on that word joy. Just like some things don't translate universally across this globe. There's very few that does. But there's a few things that do, without a doubt, and I'm not talking about holidays. Hurt is something that's experienced on every continent. Hurt is something that's experienced in every nation. Sorrow, disappointment. I don't care what nation you would name. I don't care what nationality we would speak of. I don't care what language or people group that you talk of tonight. There are people inside of that group of people that hurt, that have been disappointed. There's not just broken lives in the United States of America. There's broken lives across this world. There's there, there's, there's disappointment. There's the effects of sin. Sin destroys. Sin uh, brings unhappiness. Sin brings sorrow. And we are reminded not just the fact that Jesus came for the world, but the reason why he came for the world is because the world needs Jesus. And it's hard for us because we're in our little world over here on this side of the planet to realize how big this world really is. The fact that Jesus came for all of the world. And I want to focus tonight on that word joy. Verse number 10 again, look at it with me. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings. There's some great news. Good news. Good tidings of great joy. What was the news? We know the answer to this. What was the news that the angel brought? The Savior is born. The Son of God has come. That is great news where the result is joy. You think about in your own life, when you met Jesus, for that's good news of joy. That does not mean that we do not experience difficulty and disappointment and hurt. But we can still have joy because of the good tidings of great joy. Simple definition tonight. Uh, happiness is that experience. Joy is that which is on the inside uh, that, that, that gives peace and gives satisfaction, and it overflows to the outside. 
external is happiness. Uh, if, if, if some are going to get what they want on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve or, or January 2nd, whenever you get around to it, in some cases, whatever the case, if you're going to give, some will be ecstatic and they'll be happy because they got exactly what they wanted. There'll be some who'll be disappointed. Maybe there's some ladies in here that look at their husband and say, a vacuum again, really? Uh, well, it's an upgrade. Um, uh, there's going to be some disappointment. There's going to be some uh, happiness that wears off. You think of children. Well, when, you, when we had children for the first, we had our children, it was certainly changed Christmas. And to see Christmas through the eyes of a child and how exciting. And, and I know when our oldest was real young, we didn't pay as much attention with the other ones, but uh, when our oldest was uh, young, and boy, you save and you put some money, we, we picked this gift out that she is going to love. And, oh, and it's selfish. We want to see her smile. We want to see her, and you get it. You pull it out of the box, and you look around, and she's over in the corner playing in the box, and there's this gift that you stayed up all night long putting together. You don't even care. Why? Some will play with those little toys, those children, and then after two weeks, they put it aside. The happiness is wore off. It's, it's not lasting. But I, I just want to remind us tonight that you can have nothing under the tree. Or in some cases, I look around the room, you can have coal in your stocking. And you can still have joy. Because our joy is attached to the good tidings. Our joy is attached to that which is eternal. Our joy is attached to that which we have because of what we read in Luke chapter number 2. I'm going to make four statements, and somehow you knew it would be four statements about joy tonight as we look at verse number 10. Number one... The birth of the Savior was intended to be great joy. It, it's a fact. My joy comes from my salvation. It's a fact. My salvation comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no way around that. My joy is from my salvation. My salvation is from Jesus. Therefore, my joy is because of the Lord Jesus. There's a lot of depressed people who would understand joy if they just knew Jesus. This world would not have turmoil, they'd have joy, they'd have peace that comes with joy if they just knew Jesus. Jesus is the source of joy. And I say all that to say that's the way it was intended to be. God loved the world. He knew there was one individual. He knew there was but one who could bring joy to a sinful world. And that was the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, this was the intention. We're reminded that while God is a just God, God is a holy God, God is a righteous God, God is a loving God. God looks at man, and even though man sinned against God and rejected God, God says, I still want them to have joy. You know, if we don't have joy today, you know whose fault it is? It's our fault. Pastor, you don't know the problems I have. No, you're talking about happiness. You're talking about that which is external. Uh, it's that which is internal, the joy, the peace, 
of knowing. And sometimes we look at Christians and we say, look at what they're going through. I, I don't think I can handle it. Well, if you had joy, this is the joy. What do they tap into? It's the joy that's in their heart. And Christians, don't get so focused on the external that we forget that we have that which brings us joy. Remember those good tidings of great joy. If you watch some Christians, you would think these angels said, Jesus is good tidings of great depression. Good tidings of great discouragement. But how can we not think about our salvation and have some joy? It may not change our circumstances other than put our focus on what our focus should be is the fact that I am born again, I'm a child of God, and in all my sin and all my failures, Jesus still came just to die for my sins. I know he came to die for yours too, but that don't help me as much as knowing that he died for mine. And that I'm saved, I'm redeemed, and, and if I put my focus on that, my external circumstances don't matter. I'm not minimizing them because there are real challenges that this world faces. But I want to say, number one, the birth of our Savior was intended to be great joy. Number two, this is going to be deep, so some of you get ready. This can be a time of great joy because that's what it was intended to be. I think sometimes we get to be reminded that it, uh, we need to be reminded that as a child of God, God wants us to be happy. God wants us to have joy. God wants us to have peace. That's why this world, with everything that's going on in our, in our world, in our, in our nation, there, there are two groups of people. Oh, I know, I know the groups of people that you're talking about. Pro-mask and anti-mask. No. Pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine. No. Republican and Democrat. No. Talking about child of God and those that don't know God. There's two different viewpoints. By the way, I... I went over and sat by Nathaniel tonight because usually he's got some help over there in, in our, our military over there in, in our Navy men. And, uh, you know, Philip's in town. I said, you don't want to let him over there? And he said, no, the Navy doesn't sit with the Army. And so, and so, and he didn't seem to have much joy in his heart when he said that. So, Seeing him over there made me, made me think, think of that. And um, they're going to be out there doing a, having a push-up competition after the service or something. I don't, I don't know. But, you know, we don't have to be discouraged. Pastor, my circumstances tell me I have to be. No, 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 no. You don't have to be discouraged. There are things that we deal with and face that will discourage us. Don't get me wrong. But we don't have to live in that discouragement. Because the birth of Christ, that good news, those good tidings, are tied to joy. The result of this is joy. How, how, when, those, when, those, when those shepherds got over their fear and realized what was going on, you think they had joy in their heart? Oh, he's here. We have hope. We have joy. It didn't matter what happened to those sheep. They had joy. That's the way it was intended. And I just want to remind us tonight as we get into the Christmas week and into the end of the year and the new year that uh, this can be a time of great joy. It is, you look at statistics and they will tell you 
that for a whole lot of people, this time of year is the worst time of year for them. Because they are reminded of life lived. They're reminded of people who used to be in their life that are not in their life. It's sad, and and this is why we ought to pay closer attention as Christians during this time, even though we're busy. There are people who don't have what we have. I'm not talking about possessions. I'm talking about people. They don't have what we have. We see each other so much, it's like, I need a break from my church folks. And then they show up at your house on Saturday night (laughs) and sing to you. Uh, you know, we, we, we have a, but you know, some statistically, and I, I know when we were going through what we went through with our daughter, Amanda, and this is, you know, these counselors and of course they mean, well, they, they warn you now during the holidays is this and this, and it's true. You, you have time to focus and you have time to reflect, but can I give us all some counsel from the word of God tonight? Focus on what we say it. Jesus is the reason for the season, but let's focus on the fact This can be a time of joy, no matter who's not part of your life right now, no matter what you may go through at this time. Why? Because the fact remains, Jesus came. The fact remains that knowing him brings joy. Focus on Christ. Number three, third statement tonight, Christ is the only source of true joy among sinful men. Uh, we can do some things that are temporary that make us happy, but that's different than having true joy. Do you realize, and, and we're a, we're a, we're, we, have, we all have our problems, we all have our difficulties. We know as a church, this is a, this is a, this is a happy church. This is a church that I believe has joy. Why? Because we know the Lord. But you know what? We, as good of people that we get to go to church with, and I hope we do take inventory from time to time and realize what a blessing we have. We're not the only, we're not the only good church. We're the best, I think we're the greatest church. There's other good churches across this land, across this world. But we have something special here. This, this, we, 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 we really do. I don't just say that because I'm a part of it. I, I say that because it's true. But you know where we get that joy? We get it from Christ. Because man cannot bring that joy. Man can only help us with happiness. But amongst sinful men, Christ is the only source of true joy. Uh, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. I know those Jews were happy to hear this. Those who have heard of those prophecies, generation to generation. And the Lord was faithful to send his prophets to tell them, not just of chastisement and judgment of when they got away from the Lord, but of one who would come. He would make every wrong right. Certainly the announcement that he is here, uh, this was a heavenly, this was a heavenly miracle. This was a heavenly uh, this is better than a Hallmark movie. Uh, this is the, the source of true joy. Y'all can sense the bitterness in my heart when I said that, can you? It, the, you can the only source of true joy among sinful men. Let me remind all of us, we're all sinners. 
We can still have joy, can't we? Because we have Jesus. And because we have Jesus, we have joy. And while we get to go to church and we get to serve the Lord with the best people on this planet, I believe, let's be reminded that Jesus is the source of all joy amongst sinful men. And then number four, this joy is a 365-day joy. Don't you love Christmas? I like Christmas because it gets below like 80. <laughs> Cold weather's here. Well, what, how, what was the temperature down there? 78. <laughs> it's cooled off. There's just so much about the Christmas season. Uh, generally speaking, people are in a little bit better mood. It's a time you get to spend more time with friends and family. And, uh, and don't forget the gifts. I mean, the gifts are, are, are a nice bonus, too. I was, I was throwing it out to see who, who, who were the Pharisees and who were the carnal ones there at the same time. Uh, no, but it's a way that we can express our love for one another. It's a wonderful time. I know, I know my wife enjoys Christmas. We all enjoy Christmas. We, we enjoy uh, the festivity of it, and, and uh, some are, are, are more into it than others, and that's okay. But you put all this work and all this effort into everything, and and, you know, we got the Christmas decorations, Christmas, we got the Christmas decorations. You know, when you put yours out, you know, October 12th, that's when mine's going out. You know, we're getting it, we're getting it. You know, you don't have to be reminded of the calendar. You know, you know, it gets earlier and earlier. You go to the store and the Christmas stuff was out in November, then it's out in October. I think this year was out in July. You know, you know, everybody's getting ready for that Christmas season. And now we're in the final week. Are you with me? And the kids especially, they'll start counting down. It's five days. And now I've been on both sides of that, obviously. I've been on the child side, like, it's five days till Christmas. On the parent side, oh, it's only five days till Christmas. It's four days. It's three days. It's Christmas Eve. And then when they're old enough to start calculating, you start getting bombarded. If, if, if you open, get, don't, don't open them on Christmas Eve, you open them on Christmas Day, hey, can we just open one? How about two? It's it's counting down, and then Christmas Day comes. There's just something different about that day. No matter how you celebrate it, no matter who's with you, who's not, there's just something different that day. But think about this is Christmas Day. It comes around on that calendar every year. We look forward to it. And and then you know what happens the next morning on December 26th? It's over. Isn't it exciting getting that Christmas tree out, decorating it? Baking the Christmas cookies, they're the same cookies as, as, as the other seasons. You just put little different colors of a frosting on it, but it's, it's, we got to make some Christmas cookies. We, got, we have to do this, and we have to do this. We have to make these cards. Anybody else out there, or is this just the world I live in? Uh, and then you anticipate it. Then you get ready for it. Well, let's go drive around. Let's go see some lights. And uh, you know, that's the time we got to be reminded, true joy is Christ. You know, and then, you know, let's, let's do it. Then on December 26th, it's over. And just as exciting as it is getting everything ready for Christmas, I can't help it, but about, you know, sometime that evening, December 25, you know, family comes over to our house for Christmas dinner and exchanging of gifts. They finally all leave. I'm just throwing that out there for the family that's in the service tonight. They finally all leave. It's nice and quiet, finally. 
Um, say, Pastor, what are you doing, reflecting all the day? No, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I've got to take all this down. <laughs> it's got to all be put up. This year we're going out of town after Christmas, so it at least puts it off another week. Then you, then you start, well, it's only 364 days until Christmas. It comes once a year. You know the day, don't you? December 25th. But do you realize the joy that is tied to the good tidings that this angel, the message this angel brought, is a 365-day-a-year joy. And every four years, it's a 366-day-a-year joy. I think you get the point. Jesus' coming changed everything. Jesus, the fulfillment of these Bible prophecies, the Son of God, the Savior for all men, it changed the world. The world would never be the same. You know what would bring peace in this world is, the, is that the world looked to Jesus. But let me remind you and I this evening that while we should have some joy on Christmas Day, we should have it on December 26th, 27th, 28th. Every day of the year we can have joy. Because once we know Christ, we know Him forever. Once we accept Him as our Savior, He's ours forever. Once we have salvation, that's never going to fade away. It's never going to expire. It's never going to go out of, out of date or out of time. We have Him forever. So, Christian, you shouldn't be discouraged on December 26th, 27th, or really any day of the year because our focus is on Christ because it is a joy that we should have 365 days. We know this, and that's just a reminder to all of us. Yes, we want to enjoy all that this season brings. We want to enjoy spending time with family and friends and slowing down a little bit, enjoying the blessings of God. And in spite of everything that's taken place in 2020, God has blessed us. We have a lot to rejoice over. And I want us to reflect on all of those things. But this is something we got to think about all the time. I'll say it every year. Maybe one of these years I'll do it. I, why do we only preach from Luke chapter 2 around Christmas? We'll be thinking about the Christmas story all the time. And we need to focus this joy that we should have that's tied to those tidings. It changed the world, and while the world in some sense, generally speaking, celebrates the Christmas holiday, the Christmas season, this world does not have the joy that they could have because they've never met the one who we're intended to celebrate. If they, they do a holiday, they don't know Jesus, though. And Jesus is the source of our joy. Christian, tonight, whatever you're facing, you don't have to be defeated by it. I know, I, I, I'm aware of what I mentioned earlier about Christmas is hard for some people. I'm aware that many of you, it's hard for you. There's difficulty that comes with it. I'm aware of that. And just, as, just to let you know, I do spend some extra time praying for you during this time, and I'm sure there's some that go through some difficulty. I don't know, but the ones I do, I, 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 I'm aware of it. 
but you can still have your joy. Why? Because our joy is not tied to a gift. Our joy is not tied to a season. Our joy is connected to the good news. What's the good news? Jesus has come. Jesus is here. There's just something comforting about those words, isn't there? Remember when you met Jesus? It changed you forever. It didn't just alter your natural life. It altered your eternity. We can have joy. During this Christmas season, don't let the fact that you may have to do some last-minute shopping steal your joy. Or some circumstances steal your joy. Because our joy is tied to the Lord Jesus Christ. In our world, and I touched on it this morning, our, our world is in a troubling place. And I believe it is because just as God through the centuries assembled, allowed things to happen, you think Caesar Augustus was in power because of Caesar Augustus? Oh, no. God used that to get a certain people at a certain location at a certain time. And I believe God's doing the same thing in our world. There's a lot of turmoil in our world that could all be fixed if they met the source of joy. So during this Christmas season, let's be quick to tell people of why we have our joy. First of all, act like you got joy. If you have it, I have it, Pastor. I have joy in my heart. Okay, let your face know that. Uh, let, 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 let your demeanor know that. Um, but let's be quick to share that joy. And our hope is in the Lord. This world needs the Lord. Uh, I, this church does a lot to reach people. Has for decades. I want to do more in the new year. Because I do believe Christ's return is imminent. It is imminent. And that ought to compel us, first of all, to be ready ourselves. But I compel us to let this world know Jesus came once and he's coming again. We need to be ready. Let's have joy. Let's celebrate the season, but let's celebrate it because we have joy in our heart through Christ. Father, I pray.